Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and you are here for the Mandalorian rewatch. That is Star Wars colon the Mandalorian colon the Watchmen. It's it's the it's the it's it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do lately, you know. And uh, I'm joined by my good friend Joseph George. Hello, buddy. Hello. How's it going? Oh, I am very good. It's so so glad to see you. So glad to see you. We've also got. Miles Buttress, how you doing, bud? Doing well. How are you? I am great, and for the first time, it is great actually seeing you mm-hmm. while we do the podcast as well. We've slowly all gotten cameras. It's been nice. I, I dig it. And on the screen below me that I can see and you cannot, we've got Kyler Barnett. How you doing, bud? I am fantastic. Fantastic. I'm feeling fantastic, and it's because this last episode of The Mandalorian was fucking phenomenal. Awesome. Great. Quick. Dude, so quick. Joseph, how'd you feel about it? I I loved it. Honestly, there are so many things happening that I didn't even really realize the you know, that it was so, you know, short compared to the Mm -hmm. other episodes. I kinda, you know, whenever I was getting out of that episode, I'm like, dang, like it was actually that short. Yeah, it's like already over. Damn. All right. But I think it was everything an episode needed just in a quicker time. If that makes oh, sense. absolutely. It was. It it was. A, like, I watched this and I went, "Oh yeah, that's why people were disappointed by the last episode." You know? <laughs> yeah, it definitely does reflect poorly upon uh, chapter ten. But that's the thing, though, is that like it's a different thing. They weren't going for the same thing, right? It's, uh, and like. But this is what people expect of the Mandalorian every time is this, this sort of thing. And uh, I, I love it. I love it, obviously. It's just a different kind of episode, you know. Uh, Miles, how would you feel about it? Well, I mean, I feel like there definitely weren't nearly as many points in this episode where I just sat there and adored how, you know, cute Baby Yoda was. Oh, so, you're barely in it. I, I appreciate exactly. that. They knew they were going to have an episode where there was not Baby Yoda, yeah. so they gave us an episode that was all Baby Yoda, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought I thought I thought it was a great episode. I kind of agree with what you said is that they, you know, it felt very different from the previous episode, and um, it, it felt more season one. It, yeah. it really did. That's what it, it it felt different than these first two episodes, uh, mainly because I guess we still had a massive monster. They made sure to add one in there, but it wasn't the main villain. You know, it wasn't the main antagonist. Uh, uh-huh. You could say that, least, the, that the main anti- main antagonist was also a monster, but you know. Oh, no doubt, a monster, but not a uh, living living beast. Hmm. You, yeah. know? you know, <laughs> honestly, the first two episodes were basically fan service, and then they were like, "All right, let's get serious now." On episode three, a little bit, a little bit for sure. I mean, going to Tatooine, fighting a crate dragon with a bunch of uh, sand people. Baby Yoga popping eggs, bro. Boba, Boba Fett's armor making an appearance, like. 
no doubt they were like, this is everything Star Wars fans have wanted, okay? We just, we're doing everything short of including lightsabers right now. Yeah. So, enjoy, and then we'll, we'll escalate this shit, okay? We'll escalate it like crazy. And uh, this episode, I say we get that escalation. Well, and I also think that, like, the, the going to Tatooine and all that stuff, I feel like that's, like, probably the one place in the Star Wars universe where there is a Mandalorian that's just has clearly been out and about just doing things, flaunting the fact that he has Mandalorian armor. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they had to kind of, they couldn't just be like, all right, so this random character that no one's ever seen before. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He just decided to go to this water, water planet. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, fuck it. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk season two, chapter 11, the heiress directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, written by John Favreau. <laughs> So, last season, Bryce Dallas Howard also directed an episode. It was Chapter 4, Sanctuary. And this episode, I had a thought while taking the notes, and that was, wow, I really feel like I need to write down everything they're saying. (laughs) Every single line is important. I had this exact thought, and I telegraphed the last time I had that thought. And you know when it was? Season 1, Chapter 4, when I was watching Sanctuary. So I think Bryce Dallas Howard has a real way of connecting the audience to her dialogue because I had to write down everything Bo-Katan was saying. I had to write down everything Din was saying. You know, I just felt like everything was very important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I didn't really realize that. You know, I don't really think of directors. Or she definitely goes movies, for, like, but... the real deep, like, memorable ones, you know. Like, she's really going no for doubt. it. Yeah, she's a great director. I, I mean, and this episode just proves it. So let's uh, let's hop into the scene by scene breakdown. What do you say? Let's do it. So we open on the uh, Razor Crest, limping past a uh, massive planet. I assume that's the coli and gas giant they were talking about on their way to the moon of Trask. And uh, Baby Frog Lady and Din are all fast asleep when Din is uh, woken up by an alarm, alerting him to the fact that you know we're here, we're at Trask. And uh, they all shake awake, and Jen realizes that the uh, landing array isn't working, which is going to be a problem upon re-entry, as it will all have to be manual. And also, they're almost out of fuel, so we have just enough fuel to land, like just the very end. We'll be able to slow down enough to land, and that's only if we don't burn to a crisp beforehand. <laughs> so, ship's in real bad shape. <laughs> Just, just absolutely, just absolutely devastated. Uh, the crest enters the gravity field of the moon and uh, just plummets, falls quickly. The underbelly catches fire, and Din calls to the frog lady for help, saying uh, he needs her hands. And she sets her eggs down, and you can tell it's really tense as to whether they're going to fall over and spill and stuff. And that's that's definitely what I was worried about. But you know, you see baby eye them one more time, like, man, look at them all alone. <laughs> this might be our last chance. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. And uh, they uh, on the on the planet's surface, we see a, a Mon Calamari watching the free-falling crest. And Trask, ground control, reaches out to Din, yeah. asking him to reduce his speed. And he's like, dude, why, why would I not be trying to do that at the moment? Like, obviously, I'm trying to reduce speed. I'm yeah. trying my best here. 
I mean, this is just like peak family road trip, just like chaos right now. Like, you know, that's just the vibes I get. Like, everybody's just angry, on edge, like shit's falling apart. Like, just, get, just. And then, and then's just everybody. I'm trying my best the, here. Like, okay, the fucking last oh, no. straw. Just the last. Mando like, was talking to Frog Lady. Keep in mind, she's pregnant, or I don't yeah, know. Sure. At, least, at least ovulate. At least ovulating. Yeah, sure. And, like, he's talking to that frog lady like that, like, well, we're either going to land, it's going to be hard, or we're going to burn up and die. Like, well, okay, thanks for giving me comfort in this situation. I don't know, I, I just thought that was kind of like, well, dang, dude. Like, I mean, it's not like we've ever you know, ever not known him to not just be completely blunt about the situation. Oh, so yeah, I just oh, exactly what I was man, not going to sure it. it. <laughs> He's proven time and again he does not know how to read a room. <laughs> but uh, they fast approach this landing platform with the uh, ground control in his ear, just like, yo, slow the fuck down. And he's like, no, shut up. And he hits he hits the button. I'm like, thank God. Just You need a little bit of peace here. Get as much focus as you can on this on this goddamn landing. And they, they slow up into the landing, and uh, the crest looks like it's going to be fine. He's setting her down nice and easy, and then pop. The engine blows, they tip over into the water, yeah. and we cut to the title screen. That <laughs> The title card had such perfect comedic timing, it just like made oh, yeah. me laugh. Dude, it was perfect, because that perf- that, that, that's, an, that's an art, man. That cutaway right there, mm-hmm. you got to know when to do that. <laughs> and they pulled it off perfectly. And uh, uh, after the title card, we, uh, we see them getting lifted out of the water by uh, some altered Imperial Walker tech, which was pretty fucking badass, super cool. Uh, vehicle sort of thing and uh, immediately this planet for some reason just gave me big Corellia vibes from the beginning of Solo. Yeah. It's like, like as soon, especially when I saw that big ass crane thing, I was like, just the sort of mechanics here. But then eventually, you know, we see all the water and shit. It's a little different. But uh, they emerge from the ship. Mando approaches the Monkel and asks him if he can fix it up. And the Monkel's like, I don't think anybody can fix it up, but I'll try and get her to fly again, bro. I'll maybe I'll fuel. give her some, maybe, maybe I'll give her some fuel if she holds it, you know? And, uh, Mon, I mean, this shit's just in terrible, terrible fucking shape. And, uh, Frog Lady heads over to the docks in search of Frogman and she calls out to no avail at first, you know? She keeps, she keeps waddling along. But then, in the distance, you hear it. It's Frogman. That beautiful bastard. <laughs> they run toward each other and engage in a loving embrace, happy to be reunited with the chance to continue their kind. Just the perfect cap to this love story. I loved it. I didn't realize how much I cared about Frog Lady. I, you know, I, I was super happy to see her reunited with Frogman. My immediate fear was when they reunited that just the most worst possible thing was getting ready to happen in this episode. And I just really freaked myself out for it. I'm not sure if I'm just so, like, on edge 100% of the time that I just assume, but I don't know. The Mandalorian, I found, carries just a pit in my stomach the first time I watch it. I'm just, like, always nervous something bad is going to yeah. happen. You know? yeah. Right here, right here, I'm thinking, Frogman is going to realize Baby Yoda ate some yeah. of the eggs. Frogman's going to realize half of his kids are missing. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was worried that, like, this guy was going to be like, yo, where's the rest of the I mean, eggs? And then... This is pretty irresponsible parenting, in all honesty. I mean, that is just no feel, like, at all. You didn't do a count? You don't do a roll <laughs> you didn't do a call? Like, when you laid the eggs? Like, bro. no roll call or anything? Oh, like, no, man. Come on now. I only had one thought going through my brain for, like, half want, the episode. I'm like, what? how does this dude, like, you know, fertilize those eggs? 
Hey, so, like, man, come on, just man. Kinda... Hey, let man, into hey, the thing, or... we don't need any any entry. Nah, into man, the I think if you want to know how frogs get whooping. down, okay. You can... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know how frogs get down, you can Google it. This ain't this ain't. Part oh, these aren't just right, frogs, Colton. Right. These are frog people. That's true. No, my thought this Yo, entire time oh, is: my. How does Baby Yoda find a way to get after another one of those eggs while they no, are standing he, there embracing? How does he get was, one? He developed like this sort of kinship to it. I think he's gonna stop eating small things. Yeah, I think I think seeing what happened and like stuff, his kind of perspective changed. I feel like he like wants to save it now. That'll be like a thing. That'd be cute. I maybe. think Baby Yoda will stop eating, you know, the next generation of a species, maybe. I don't think he's gonna stop eating small things. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Probably no so probably no more eggs for baby. Yeah. I was going to – I'm going to backtrack for just a second just because I didn't get the chance to get my thought out when I was thinking about it. But um, is the Razor Crest the worst treated ship since, like, I don't even know. Is it the worst treated ship? Oh, it's by ship far the in, worst treated like, ship, ship in Maybe Wars, Luke's yeah. X-Wing and Dagobah, but, like, I can't think of anything else. Know, like, the Millennium Falcon, not even that bad. The Millennium Falcon I mean, gets, like, ripped to shreds every single – I don't think to that. I mean, in the rise of Skywalker, though. it catches on fire. Yeah. That is true. I, I mean, googled dude. it by the way, and Obi Wan, Obi Wan, little, uh, little ship in Revenge, in Revenge of the Sith. I yeah, think I mean, beat up. Ship, ships do get beat up throughout Star Wars, but this certainly seems it's like it's just excessive. Like, like it seems like <laughs> he's had enough. Like, bro, this season it's just got worse. It has not been fixed up once. It's no, just, like it's stop just the count. Getting beat stop the, the count. Also, like, where is he getting the money to continuously repair this thing? Killing people, man. Well, but like at the beginning of uh, like at the beginning of the first season, he made it seem like whenever he was trying to pick between like bounties, he was like, "This bounty doesn't even pay for the gas." Like, it made he made it seem like they weren't like just raking in dough collecting bounty. I guess that might have been a. I mean, that might have been him saying like, "It's not worth my time." Yeah. Well, but... he did. He did become the richest man in the parsec when he recovered Baby Fair. Yoda. But all of that I was trade in... you this baby to fix my ship. But wasn't that all in, uh, like the 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 metal for his armor, and all that got used to make more armor? Yeah, that's. So it's not like he's just guess, selling it off to to fund his ship destruction. Needs. Fuck it, man. You know he, he's he doing some work he, on the side. You know we don't. Yeah, he paid this man a thousand credits for this. Like this man still got money. Yeah. That's true. He just handed it to a random person to like fix it. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, but you know the frogs. Uh, they they reunite here and uh, they look at the eggs and baby looks at the eggs. Then he looks up at Din and Din's like, I know. We'll get you something to eat. <laughs> I was like, man, he's really talking to this kid like he's a straight up baby. <laughs> it's not. It's not even like there's nothing. It, I know. We'll get you something to eat. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't you worry. Aww. It's just so damn cute. And uh, Frogman approaches Din and thanks, and Din tells him that he's looking for uh, his kind. At which point, Frog Frogman points him towards the end. And uh, here we see in the distance a mysterious woman in a black coat, and we learn later that this is Casca Reeves. Just a wonderful, wonderful character in addition to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I was a big uh, fan. Just a lot of reasons, big fan. Related to Keanu Reeves, so automatically good. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's got the capital K at the beginning of her 
at the beginning of her initial and then Reeves, you know, so Kay Reeves, she might might as well have some relation to Keanu. This is his wife. Always praise him. Always praise Keanu Reeves. Uh, but um, after this, we cut to the end when uh, someone is getting some really disgusting chatter in their bowl, just really fucking nasty. And uh, Frogman greets Amon Cal on entry of the dining area and they get seated. Uh, Tin orders the baby some chowder and says he won't be eating. And the Mon Cal's like, yo, everybody in here got to eat. Ain't nobody getting these seats without eating, bro. And he's like, I can buy information. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's the corniest shit I've ever heard, Den. Come on. <laughs> and and uh, the, the Mon Cal accepts, you know, that's a, that's a lot of credits here. And uh, he tells him that the uh, the others with best car have been through here. And he heads over to a group of Quarren at a table. These, uh, these squid face motherfuckers are called Quarren, by the way. And uh, he tells the Moncal tells them the situation. Uh, meanwhile, Baby is holding a spoon and analyzing his food, seeing that it uh, it moves with him. <laughs> He's like, uh, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, and then, uh, little, little squid thing. He jumped out of his bowl and onto Baby's face. Baby's just fighting for his fucking life. Like, ah, <laughs> ah, fucking ah! And uh, and Din pokes it with his little viber blade, and he's like, "Don't play with your food." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and, "Dude, yo." Bro, bro, baby looks up at him like, yo, I was fighting for my fucking life. He was trying to kill me. Ain't no game. I was a death row I mean, right Who's there. playing, bro? I was like, then, dude, come on. That's but that, like... is, that is the Star Wars equivalent of playing with your food. It jumping on your face. Like, what? That's insane. That's awesome. I, I thought it was really going to be, I thought Din was really going to panic about it. And he just like, poop. Bro, that knife so <laughs> close to his face, though. Like his little baby face. Uh, but the uh, Quarren makes his way over from uh, his table and he comes and sits down next to Din and uh, he says uh, he can bring Mando to others of his kind but it's going to cost him and let me tell you I will never look upon a Quarren face again without being fucking furious alright I can't even get to the part of the episode without getting fucking okay, so angry I have, about there's it there's two theories on this I mean they're not big it's just like did the bartender or the guy running the place ask them because he knew they were going to try this shit or like telling them to do it? Or did he tell them like, hey, these guys would actually be good for the job doing it. And then they realized Baby Yoda was on the ship. And then that's when they decided to attack. They had no interest yeah, in Baby no, Yoda. They, they, they had they did not know anything about yeah. Baby Yoda. They were just they were just willing to kill a kid for best in order to get that best guard. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Also, so, real question though: At what point does uh, Din realize that he needs to stop just completely trusting these people that he meets randomly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this this surely has the to be a stroke of luck has got to run out, and it sure fucking did. One God, starts man. with him getting betrayed. By someone's or season two begins with some with him getting betrayed by someone trying to steal the Beskar and the yeah. child, and then this they're just like you know he's like oh you just you want to show me a giant squid monster okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, here we uh, we cut out to the high seas Din and Baby looking at the ocean passing them by and uh, the Corrin approaches Din and tells him that they're about to feed a Mamacor, our third of the uh, monsters they're going to introduce to us this season which is pretty cool. Uh, and uh, it's quite the sight to see, so the kid will love it. Come on, let's show him. Bring him on over. It's going to be cool. And uh, as Baby's pod gets a little closer, Din's like, yo, that's close enough. And uh, they open the cage and lower the food in. And the Corrin, lulling Din to sleep, tells him that oftentimes they feed her in the morning, but not today. Uh, da, 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 da. And he keeps going, and Baby just like looks over the edge, just in awe. 
and uh, and then the guy fucking whacks Baby Yoda's prim into the water and was immediately taken under inside of the Mama Core. And bro, I had never been more scared in my life. I thought you <laughs> yeah. were dead for real, dude. Like, oh, I was like, I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute, no, <laughs> dude, <laughs> no. I was like instant panic button. I was like, oh, oh my god, oh bro, my yo, god, what's like, happening? But- the immediacy that he dives in that water. No questions oh, asked. He doesn't even no decide to kill him first or fucking beat him up. He just fucking Zero goes. Minutes. No, he said that baby is inside that giant monster with tentacles and a terrifying mouth. And I am going to jump in there. Gonna have to get inside of that thing <laughs> and grab my child. And I'm gonna get out. I will let Zero it eat me and then cut my way out if I have to. <laughs> The, the, skin, the skin on the exterior is much too thick. Keep <laughs> <laughs> the noise. Uh, <laughs> so Din jumps in without hesitation, and the squid face just fucking Davy Jones looking head ass shut oh. the cage over him, and and they begin poking him with their like long sharp stick thingies, and they're like, yeah, kill him, drown him, blah. and uh, that the corn just like, yes, brothers, we got the best call, we're rich. You know, and it's it's like God, fuck these guys. I hate you so much. Like I will never forgive this species. <laughs> they were even on the side of the separatists during the co- the the Clone Wars. They were like, yeah, you know what? Those guys are the good guys. I don't know, man. There's that. I mean, I'm kind of a believer that you know maybe the Jedi's were the bad guys. You know, maybe. I mean, there, there's something to the idea that the Jedi had gotten too dogmatic, but. That's for another time whenever we watch the movies and talk about them together. But so, uh, no matter how bad the Jedi were, these assholes are still worse. Yeah, I mean, they were just terrorizing villages. You saw what happened to Den. The Jedi were never doing that. True. Uh, but uh, when Den looks like he's absolutely done for, clinging up to the top of this cage just for his life in efforts not to drown, he uh, we see a Mandalorian flying from above. And for those who recognize the mask immediately, the excitement mm-hmm. is real because this is Bo-Katan. And I was just like, oh, fuck yeah. When Katie Sackhoff tweeted that shit on Wednesday that said, is it Friday yet? I was like, okay. So we're seeing Bo-Katan on Friday. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I've never seen Rebels. Um, it's on my list. It's coming up really soon. And I thought this was a Death Watch. Um, oh, Mando. Yeah, Mando. And it just wouldn't have worked with the timeline. And it just, mm-hmm. yeah, it just didn't work. And I was excited. I'm like, more Death Watch, but then Colton very quickly corrected me. And I was like, oh, it's still cool. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's still cool. It's still cool. cool. Yeah. I didn't know who it was immediately, but it, it, as soon as like they flew in, I was like, all right, so this is either uh, Sabine or her, and I am happy either way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And Bo-Katan is just a kick-ass character. I, started, I watched the, the first part of the last Clone Wars arc last night, and Bo-Katan's a big part mm-hmm. of that because she recruits Ahsoka to take down Maul and re- reclaim mandalore and uh they just nailed it like they couldn't have reprised this character more perfectly in live action and i mean katie sackoff does voice uh uh bo-katan in the animated series in clone wars and in rebels and then she got to play her in live action which is just all the cooler and uh they really brought the character to life um they uh quickly clear out the uh, corns that are left and uh they get dan out of the water and he says uh breathlessly there's a creature it has the child and Koska Reeves, again, no doubt, no fear, jumps into the water to retrieve the child. 
And I was like, God, these Mandalorians are really about it. They do not give a fuck, bro. Yeah, they – oh, my God. No, and disregard both, for any, like, common sense. Just fuck it. Just we we got – we ride. Fuck it, we ride. Both and uh, <laughs> Bo-Katan sits Din down, who just sounds scared and worried about as can be. And uh, he goes, the child. Help the child. And to, to which she responds, don't worry. Don't worry, brother. We've got this. That was like the the use of brother there was just kind of funny and corny, and I liked it. <laughs> Don't worry, brother. We've got this. We were the same armor, brother. You're my brother now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Cosca, uh, Cosca Reeves emerges from the water with the busted up prim in hand after having engaged in battle with the beast uh, beneath the water, and uh, she hands the baby to Din who holds him, breathing very heavily, and he looks to them breathlessly and says, thank you. And I was like, God, the relief in his voice here is just beautiful. I, I love that. And I know it's so just like he cares about this kid so much. I love it. And I mean, like, at this point, how could you not, having protected him for so long? It's like we're seeing a dad grow up, you know. There's just really, no really fucking are. way that he's going to be able to give him off to anyone. No, not even the Jedi. No not even the Jedi. Nobody. It's he's either he's dead, you know, he's gonna die for Baby Yoda under no, under any circumstance, whatever situation he's in. Like I just, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I, I have. We'll talk about the theories more later that I have, but I, ha- I have some, I have some ideas. Mm. Uh, but uh, you know, after he says thank you, he begins to explain that he's been uh, looking for more of his kind. That he's been quested to deliver this child, and uh, in the middle of him talking, these three take their helmets off, and he's like, "Wait a fucking <laughs> minute! How dare you? Where did you get the thy armor?" He's like, "Every Mandalorian I meet just takes its helmets off, and like, what the heck's going on, man? Why can't I, I meet a real I Mandalorian?" And uh, Bogatan <laughs> explains that uh, the armor has been in her family for three generations. And Din is not here for what he thinks is that bullshit. And he says, you do not cover your face. You are not Mandalorian. And Bo-Katan, Casca, and Axe are all, all sighing, shrugging. They're like, fuck, he's one of these guys. <laughs> she, she goes, listen here, bitch. <laughs> I was born like, on Mandalore. <laughs> yeah, she's like, wait a fucking minute, guy. I am Bo-Katan of Clan Kreeze. I was born on Mandalore. I fought in the Purge, and I'm the last of my line. You know who you are? You're a child of the Watch. They're a cult of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society with the goal of reestablishing the ancient way. So, yeah. And this this line of dialogue answers a lot of questions from for the first season. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people's questions. I, I had thought that all Mandalorians had gotten to this level yeah. of not taking off their helmets, and it turns out that's not the case, which uh, makes a lot of sense. I don't know why I thought that, you know, all the, I mean, like, not all fucking people in the world practice the same thing. <laughs> why, yeah. why would all the Mandalorians practice the same thing? So, I mean, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I have a question, not seeing uh, Rebels, and I hope this doesn't spoil anything from it. Um, but is there a lot more, like, with Bo-Katan? Like, are they going to go back to a crap ton of other people like her? Or um, n- I mean, there is plenty of Bo-Katan in that series. Uh, she's definitely not one of the main characters or anything, but she pops up. Uh, uh, I'm going to spoil Rebels a little bit because it helps uh, with this story a little bit. Uh, l- later on, she says, like, he has something that's mine. I want it back. 
It's the dark saber. I figured the, that. I know that Re- much about rebels. Yeah, at the end of rebels, Bo-Katan has has the dark saber. So in between rebels and now, I'm assuming during the purge, Moff Gideon got the says dark mine. Saber. Yes, he says mine. Uh, but uh, I, I think that the ch- the children of the watch are children of the Death Watch, you know? They were raised by Death Watch Mandalorians because in the Clone Wars, the Death Watch Mandalorians were very pissed at Duchess Satine, the uh, Bo-Katan's sister uh, and Obi-Wan's lover, for Mm -hmm. uh, ushering in an era of uh, pacifism and peace. They were like, no, Mandalorians... That's not what we're about. For all of time, since the ancient ways, the way of the Mandalore was being warriors. So that's what they were all about. And I'm assuming the Death Watch Mandalorians were like, fine, we're dipping then. We're establishing the ancient way without you. And they just went up and they rounded up kids who were in trouble and maybe some that weren't in trouble, I don't know. So on a scale from the group that we had, season one, all of those, those were, you know, the ancient way Mm -hmm. to like how many you think are with her crew would you say... The old ways are more people or Sabine or Bo-Katan's Well, there's no, there's no real way to tell at this point in the timeline, but given Clone Wars era, I guess that Bo-Katan's side has a lot more people. Death Watch was not a substantial amount. It was like, I mean, it was a good sect of Mandalorians. Like there were plenty of them, but I think they were, they were, a, they were a minority compared to hmm. uh, your every, uh, your other Mandalorians. Uh, See, I was going to say, I think right now there's more of the Children of the Watch people solely because of the fact that I think a lot of Bo-Katan's group got killed off in the Purge. Yeah, I don't Whereas know. not very many of the Children of the Watch would have gotten killed in the Purge because they had already all Probably left way off Mandalorian. Yeah. But a lot – or there's a quote that says, like, I've heard the stories of a Mandalorian. Do you think they're referring to the old ancient way Mandalorians or the ones that, you know, are – Well, that's are- the thing is that, like, uh, even in that era of pacifism with Duchess Satine and stuff, they still had, like, that military presence. Like, it was like, you do not want to fuck with Mandalore. Like, it was, the, Rep- the Republic went nowhere near Mandalore. It was like, that's you – we don't want to get in a war with y'all. Like the Republic didn't want to get into a war with Mandalore alone. So like they were, they were very much about it. You know, <laughs> They weren't to be fucked with. Uh, so I think it's just like, it's, it's commonly known that Mandalorians are just fucking badass. They're kind of like, if you, if like Spartans existed today is kind of the way I mm. rationalize it is like, that's what they lived for. They lived like the men lived to fight. So I think that's that's like how I'd equate Death Watch Mandalorians. Also, sense. Colton, I want to ask you. So if if uh, Death Watch was a extremist like offshoot of you know normal Mandalore, the Children of the Watch are an extremist offshoot of them. How extreme are these people? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> judging by the fact that I've I've watched uh, Rebels and. Uh, mm-hmm. Clone Wars and the rules the Children of the Watch have have literally never shown up anywhere else. I'd say they're pretty fucking extreme. Yeah, <laughs> they, like they never take off their helmet. You yeah. you are forfeiting all sense of identity at that point. I feel like <laughs> like what that's that for you. You know, yeah. What what hidden like super extreme rules have they just like been hiding from us? At one point they're gonna be like, oh yeah, actually we also uh, 
you know, can't do this one super important thing just because, you know, why not? <laughs> I think they shower in the suit or they take the helmet off. No, shower. they take they take it off, no doubt. I mean, like uh, that, they're also they're also not allowed to shower. Else, their face, you know, they can. They can no, they're not allowed to shower. It says that in their rules. <laughs> I don't know. Someone could bust in that door and be like, "I know who you are now." I know. It's potentially. I, I mean, are. potentially, potentially. But yeah, this this part answered a lot of questions. About yeah. Mandal uh, about Mandalore and Mandalorians, and uh, we'll get some more into like the actual planet of Mandalore later. But uh, Den gets up in her face after she explains all this, and he says, "There is only one way, the way of the Mandalore," and he just flies off on his jetpack, and they watch him go. And uh, <laughs> we next get a, a beautiful shot of Din and Baby watching from the shore as uh, the three Mandalorians launch from the ship they've just blown up at sunset. It's just absolutely gorgeous, very very pretty shot. And uh, as he's uh, making his way through these mean streets of Trask, he is uh, he's stopped by another Corrin, and he's like, yo, you killed my brother. You shall not pass. And uh, Din's like, yo, let me pass. That's all he says. He says, let me pass. And the Corrin moves towards him. He says, nah, 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 nah. You don't understand. You killed my brother. Now I kill your pet. I was like, nah, 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 you don't do that. And right on cue, again, to somewhat save the day, or what is more likely just making things easier for Din, because Din would have handled this, no doubt. Uh, it's Bo-Katan, Casca, and Axe. They pull up, and uh, Bo-Katan's like, he didn't kill your brother. I did. And I was like, fuck yeah. Bo-Katan's such a badass. And uh, they quickly take everyone in sight out. Like, it's like one shot for all of them. That's game. <laughs> And that I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a super team, like no doubt. Like yeah. you can't stop that. Like, what do you, what do you have? What, what's your, what's is, your plan of attack? This is, Kate, this is Katie Harden Kyrie. Okay, this is <laughs> what we're talking about right now. Cue the noise. Uh, but uh, she, uh, she again invites Dan. She's like, "Come on, let's grab a drink. At least let me talk to you." And uh, we cut back to the inn where Bo-Katan is explaining to Dan that Trask is a, a black market port, staging weapons that have been bought and sold, and the plunders of Mandalore. They intend on taking those weapons and retaking the planet. And Din's like, yo, that planet is cursed. Everyone who goes there dies. And I was like, oh, so he's definitely in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, that's what that's that's what's funny though, is that he was he was raised in the cult, so it's like it's not it's just it's just the way of yeah. it's the way, you know? It it is the way. And uh he said once the Empire knew they couldn't control it, they made sure no one else could either. So I think he thinks there's some sort like not an actual curse, but like a some sort of thing the Empire did to the environment to make it non viable, you know? At least that's the story they've been told. And Bogotan's like, yo, don't believe everything you hear. So do you think like the children of the the Death Watch and the Children of the Watch just told their recruits this so that they didn't go back to Mandalore? Yes. Yeah, I definitely... Probably. That's I don't like, know. I mean, like... That's just shitty, though. Like, and I mean, like, I expect nothing less from a cult. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know. That's I a thought they were a nice cult, not a mean cult. No, this is a cool cult, but, yeah, maybe not telling them, like, hey, this is not normally how things are done. We're pretty radical. Uh, if you ever if you ever take your helmet off, uh, we'll just kill Bro, you. Din's gonna have a rum spring. I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna get out and he's gonna party without that mask on for a little. Bit. Is that the is that like the Amish thing? Yeah, or the Amish, Amish Okay, Amish I was making sure I was like <laughs> semi culturally aware, but I don't know. I think 
the helmet makes him more badass. And I, I hope we gonna, get. I think he's going to take it off for a time and, yeah. and like resettle his ways like a little bit more. Like he'll wear the helmet because it it has combat advantages. Like he'll he'll need to wear the helmet. But uh, I think just more often in casual. Yeah, like maybe when he's meeting, do you think like what what would he do? You think if he's like walking into the bar, like a bar and tattooing, no, like, you know, into the bounty no. guild? That yeah, I think he's got it on. But I think if he's like one one on one with like a maybe like a Cara Dune. Uh, oh no, I was gonna say whenever he goes back to that one planet and meets that you know meets back up with that one that one you, you know, know woman the, and you know the, he might actually sit down in front of her and prison. take his helmet off and that'd be pretty cool. I think I mean, but. First and foremost, the first living thing he takes his helmet off in front of is Baby Yoda. I mean, no doubt that's going to be the first person he shows his face to. Is the- I don't know. I was kind of envisioning like a, uh, like, dude, just take your helmet. Like all, like those three, you know, main three, just like in a tent, or just be like, dude, like, just just take it off. Peer like, like, pressure. You think you get peer pressured in the I gotta do it. All the Mandalorians are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's doing it, man. Everyone, know, everyone but, who's not a child of the watch is taking off their helmet, man. You got to do it. You got to yeah. try it. Run honestly, honestly, now that you said the baby Yoda thing, may, it'll probably be like he'll think about it, but not do it in front of the, them. Like they'll tell you about it. Like, oh, man, you should do it. And he's like, no, I will never do it. And then like him and baby Yoda are just in like the cockpit of their ship. And he just looks at them. They look at each other. It's all cute. And then you just hear like a, yeah. yeah and the then, oh, I, oh what if? What if next episode or the episode after when he's handing him off to Ahsoka or trying to hand him off to Ahsoka, the last time he's at that moment thinking he's going to see baby, do you think then he shows him his face? And Ahsoka? Maybe not Ahsoka, but maybe it's like a a one-on-one like final private moment, you know? I want to see baby wear the helmet. Yeah. Let me get one last moment the with helmet, the kid. Oh. Baby's gonna. No, like I think we get. I think we get a one last moment with the kid. Oh. And uh, uh, we'll get more to that later. Baby's gonna freak out and you know be okay with the fact that he's not there. Tear trees out of the ground and shit. Um. <laughs> oh, it's so gonna happen. Oh. <laughs> but uh. You know, Bo-Katan tells him that the planet of Mandalore. Wow, that was a that was a really deep tangent. I, I don't know how we got there from the planet of Mandalore. I feel like the show could, should be called like tangent, like the mathematical thing, and then parentheses the Mandalorian. Like, Dude, just, don't just steal my thunder. I know, I know. We right? gotta wait. We gotta wait for a while to change it. But, but, uh, but just an idea. After uh, Bo-Katan tells uh, tells him not to believe everything he hears, she says that their enemies uh, they want to separate them, but Mandalorians are stronger together. And this is something that is repeatedly said in Rebels and in Clone Wars is that Mandalorians are stronger together. And I like that they brought that into the show too. Uh, but uh, Din tells her that this is not part of his plan. He's like, I've been quested with turning this child to the Jedi. And I watched that Clone Wars episode last night in which Bogatan comes face to face with Anakin and Obi-Wan just like chilling there talking to them. And I'm thinking like, wow, in fucking 15 to 20 years she's going to be standing face to face with Din Djarin talking about this baby and returning him to Ahsoka and like it's just I love it I love the cohesiveness Mm. there just the 
the universe it's, building in this in Star Wars is just in the TV shows they do so well with it. Oh, I mean, oh, they wow. really do expand it so much, and they, it never feels forced. Like it seems like it's always perfectly organic, mm-hmm. and it's oh, they do it so good. Yeah, she's like, "What do you know of the Jedi?" And he's like, "Yo, zero, zilch, nada." I was just hoping y'all would help me by Creed. And uh <laughs> <laughs> what a thing to say. <laughs> I don't know. He knows, like. Like, may the force be with you and with you. Like, he knows that much. But, like, the, that's the thing is that, like, I think the Empire has convoluted the idea of the, like, the idea of the Jedi so much that it's, like, they never even, like, they're a myth. But, like, mm. the force is still, like, a, it's actually something that's, like, worshipped and stuff. People are aware of the force. It's not, like, but they don't exactly, I guess, have the awareness of what, that's like the basis of the Jedi's ability, I guess. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting the way that Palpatine really just wiped out all traces of the Jedi, like at all. But like, does does the Jedi name really go that extinct that quickly? I mean, I I, I listened to uh, a, a Star Wars podcast and uh, what was that? <laughs> that would be my roommate screaming about something, <laughs> and I do not know what there's what why. Oh uh, no, it's it's cool. It's cool. We'll talk over it. But uh, on a fucking Tuesday night, what they're screaming <laughs> about. But uh, uh, what was I saying? Shit, I lost my train of thought. It was uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's not important. We'll move on. Shall we? Uh... No, wait. Let me think. Okay, you were talking about <laughs> zero. Something about Obi Wan. I, I was hoping you were. Oh, no, wiping we're out about... Palpatine, yeah, wiping we're... out the Jedi okay. name. Jedi okay, yeah. I listened to this podcast, and the explanation this guy gave for like his own headcanon for what, like, the reason the Jedi are so not even relative, relatively in the knowledge of the public. Is that like any mention of the Jedi? Like the Empire was so deeply, deeply after anything Jedi that anytime it was mentioned, they just they killed that guy. They were like, you, "You don't, you don't speak of the Jedi." So eventually, it got to a point where it's like. Fuck it. We don't need to talk about the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, man. That's well, that's like, really that, interesting. That's like the only that's like the only thing that like makes sense. Cause at this point, it's it's like twenty five to thirty years removed from the Jedi Council. Like but I how know, does but... that happen that quickly? I know. Like it, it has to be something extreme like that. Otherwise I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean there's know? a lot of cool things in the Star Wars universe. But I think the coolest thing, I mean, maybe not the most practical, but is a laser sword. And the coolest thing about them is they can fucking move shit with their minds. That's fucking cool. Like, how the, how does that die? I'm going to talk about this. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, man. Geek. I don't know, man. I get it. I get it. But, uh, uh, baby, uh, while they're talking about, uh, she asked him about the Jedi, and he's like, I thought y'all would help me by Creed. A baby looks over at Casca, who's just slurping in this last little bit of the tentacle, and baby's like, oh my god, 
I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the way fair he was looking at reaction like, as well. His, like, his mouth know. was shut, and, and then she like slurped in the last bit of that tentacle, and his jaw dropped. He went. <laughs> his eyes lit up. His jaw dropped. He was like, "Oh my god, this is the woman." <laughs> Man, he's. He said, I mean, he's fifty though. You know, like. He hey, said, he, Papa, I'm not saying Papa he has her. a chance, but he he's like a little kid who has a crush on somebody. That's all. <laughs> I know? mean, we've seen it happen before. You've got you know young Annie and yeah, I mean, Padme. I mean, you know Man. it. Star Wars has shown they're they're about it. Like they're about Man. it. Man, um, I'm gonna move on. Uh, but <laughs> Bo-Katan tells Din that she can lead him to one of their kind, but first we need help on a mission, and he's like mission. And then we, uh, we're back to the port where Bo-Katan is showing Din an Imperial Gazanti freighter. Super dope name for a ship. An Imperial Gazanti freighter. And, uh, she tells him that it's, uh, being loaded with weapons. And, and she, uh, breaks down the plan for him. They're, uh, they intent on boarding after it has taken off with their jetpacks. And, uh, they know they can't ascend until they're, uh, out of the harbor's airspace. So they're like, we should be cool. We'll get on. And then she does, she's very unclear about what the end of the plan is. That's all. That's as far as she got was how they get on. So, and we learned why she was a bit sketchy yeah, about that right here. Like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna take this. Well, shit. With, oh, okay. Funny is like she she's really smooth about it too. She never even tries to explain the end of the plan. She's just like, so yeah, we get on. We know they can't take off after the uh, they exit the harbor's airspace, and that'll be that. And man, it was like cool. I mean, and she just does the like, you know, we get on and we take what we need. She doesn't tell them that what we need is, you know, the entire whole. ship. And uh, Din asks if there's any troopers on there. They say uh, like a squad at most. And Axa says, and they couldn't hit the side of a bantha. And I was like, God, <laughs> they just shit all over stormtroopers. I love it every time. The coolest phrase of can't hit the side of a barn. Like that's the, oh, that's the cooler hit, phrase. Couldn't hit the side of a bantha. I'm gonna start using that. Uh, Din's, uh, Din's then at the uh, Frog's residence after this, and uh, he greets them by telling them that he, uh, that something's come up, and he needs them to look after Baby for a while, so he asks if that's cool. And uh, they say yes, and he looks to Baby and he says, you're gonna stay here, so I want you to be respectful, and mind your manners. That's so cute, man! <laughs> that's, it's a dad thing to do. Oh, Such man, a dad so thing. Awesome. And Baby looks at the canister of eggs, and Din says, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like immediately, like, Din just immediately had a pair of um, Nike Air Monarchs on. Like, right in that moment, the switch was made. And, like, dad. pretty soon, like, you know what's going to happen when he takes off his helmet? He's going to replace it with just a nice little dad hat. <laughs> a dad hat. He's going to have a beer gut when he takes off his Oh yeah, armor. his armor's not gonna fit him anymore. It's too tight. <laughs> but uh, Din exits as Frog Lady holds Baby in her lap, and it's really cute. And uh, he he again puts his face up to the egg canister, and and we get that same shot that we got last yeah. week of him looking through it. And I thought it was really him cool. looking through it, just saying, "You're all mine." <laughs> <laughs> and then a little tadpole hatches, and it crawls out, and he was very excited. He was like, oh, "That's awesome! It's another thing for me to eat." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt like he was just really excited about the idea of having another, uh, you know, receptacle to eat yeah. it out of, or a different, a different. That might not be the right word. Now, but, instead of an egg, he, now he gets to. I think he was like the uh, the victim of his own. <laughs> he was hoisted by his own petard. You know, he's yeah. I don't know <laughs> what the word. Cute, he's a cute little motherfucker. Is, but... He's a cute little motherfucker, and he got encapsulated by the cuteness of this little motherfucker. You know, he was like, he was like, 
You're adorable. I must eat you. You're so cute. Uh, but yeah, he was super excited about seeing this little tadpole hatch. And uh, next, we're seeing the Gazanti freighter fly off, and it's really fucking cool when we get that back view of it, and then the four Mandalorians flying in, and uh, they take out the troopers outside, all stealth like Barry James Bondy, and uh, they manage to get an alarm off. The Imperials do, and uh, it alerts them to the fact that there are quote pirates present. And uh, they very quickly break into the ship and take out, like, troopers by the dozen, bro. Bo-Katan takes out the first three on her own, and in the last one with a throat jab with a knife. And then she does that badass turnaround thing where you're like, oh, yeah, she means fucking business. And I was like, god damn, she's a badass. Just 10 out of 10 character. I love Bo-Katan. And uh, then a, another group emerged from the elevator where they quickly handle them with ease. And uh, then we cut back to the bridge where the Imperial officer is uh, asking how many pirates there are. And we hear in response, at least 10, maybe more. And then over the comms, we hear a panicked voice. Wait, they're Mandalorian. We, I was like, man, like they were doing damage so badly that they were like, it's gotta be a squad of like 15. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dang, man. I I thought Mandalorians, man, I thought they were going to like, like um, paying homage to, uh, the prisoner episode and like you know how they let him alone so they could see how like how badass he was basically yeah i thought they were going to do that same thing and be like let's see how badass this like extremist group of people are you know well like, i mean he proves himself later bro he really yeah. does the shit but, uh, <laughs> the uh the, i also oh go ahead i was just gonna say i just i i really feel for the uh, stormtroopers here just because like they're getting sent down with the assumption of, oh, it's just a bunch of asshole pirates. Like, we'll just – we'll dispatch them quickly. Nah. And they get down there. It's just a bunch of Mandalorians, and they step out of the elevator, and they're immediately dead. No, nah, bro. <laughs> I, I say fuck it. I say fuck it. I mean I say fuck it, we but I'm out. like, you know – get out of here. No, no. I'm like, like, so I'm they're, they're unlucky. I'm, I'm with them. I'm with the Mandalorians. I, I yeah. turn my gun on my boys. Yeah. Man, <laughs> Look, our armor's kind of close. I'm with them. You're auditioning for a role for Star Wars. I saw the, and- I saw this tweet. You go, like, you get the call, you're a freaking stormtrooper. That's the worst call you can get because you're immediately going to die. Like, man, that's the worst call you can get. I didn't even see the tweet. Oh, that's that's awesome. There was, what about I thought three, you were heading yeah. in a different direction. There was a tweet that oh, was no. like, uh, it was like, my obvious first uh, choice for a Star Wars cameo would be X-Wing pilot. But if I had to choose a second choice, it would be Imperial officer just trying his best. <laughs> and it, th- that guy shows up here in a little bit and it's super fucking funny but the uh the radio goes silent and the pilot says that the uh they're headed for the cargo bay and uh the officer asks how long they've got until they clear the ap- atmosphere so they can uh, jump into hyperspace and the pilot's like well dude we can't climb till we out of this harbor zone and he's like fuck it we ride go we out raise this bitch raise the roof and uh they begin their ascension as the amandos make their way through the ship and uh, more troopers come forth not going to go well for them. Uh, they toss in some smoke bombs using their thermal sight. They just mop these dudes real fucking quick. And then the, uh, in the cargo bay, troopers and officers are readying up with some heavy weaponry. You know, the, uh, the officer in the cargo bay asks to the other what is happening. And the officer in the bridge tells him, there are intruders headed your way, and we need you to hold them off so we can make the jump to hyperspace. And, yeah, let, let them just start a tsunami first, you know. Oh, yeah. And also, rendezvous with the fleet how many Imperials are we talking about here? And we're going to see Star Destroyers. We're going to see 
a few Star Destroyers, given the fact that we're talking about a fleet, I think. Death Star Part 4. <laughs> Please, It's not no. going to be a planet, it's going to be a star this time. Or multiple planets, or a fucking galaxy. Big. Nah, bro, it's just going to be those giant uh, uh, heads from Rick and Morty, and they're going to be like... <laughs> Show me what you got. Show me <laughs> what you've got. I like what you've got. <laughs> Cue the noise. Man. Cue the noise. Cue the noise. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, rendezvous with the fleet. So I'm looking forward to eventually, potentially seeing the fleet. And uh, he relays the order to his troops. He's like, "Yo, we've got to, we've got to hold them off until we make the jump to hyperspace." And the uh, the elevator beeps as they get near and near the cargo bay. The nerves of the officer and troopers are palpable. And finally, the door opens, and the officer me is like, fuck it, shut the doors. <laughs> he, he immediately goes to hide. He goes, shut the door, shut the door. And they're like, which one? All of them. All of them. <laughs> and I, it's just perfect. Just the, the Imperial officer trying his best. He said, nope, fuck this. This is not, this is not the way. This dude, did, he kind of looked to me like he belonged. Like you saying the whole James Bond thing, the way that they took out those guards, you know? I feel like this dude he looks did. like he came straight out of a Bond movie. Like, really the does. villain. Like, a Bond villain. This dude's got the look. Dude. Those eyes. Like, they look so evil. <laughs> I got I got the vision after you said fleet of, you know, soldiers on the Imperial side. Like, we're going to see Ahsoka tear some shit up, I think. Oh, you think like, so? I think she's going to tear some shit up. I don't know about that. I don't know about this season. I don't think we. I, like, oh, okay. I think we're gonna see an Ahsoka as kind of hermit-like, kind of Luke, you think? Luke Skywalker, like kind of old Ben, kind of yeah. old Ben, like thinking Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that too. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know what the gap is going to be there. But the fact that Bo-Katan was able to point to an exact spot on a map and say this is where Ahsoka Tano is tells me that she's been there and has not moved. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's a good point. So I'm interested to see what what might be going on there, though. And uh, but we'll, we'll get we'll get to that more later. And uh, uh, the final door shuts on Bogotan as she's approaching, and the Imperial officer lets out a sigh, and he, he informs the officer, he's like, "Okay, we've trapped him." He's like, "Where?" He said, "In the in the cargo control area." And the guys and the the officer in the yeah. bridge is like, "Whoo, cool!" And then he hesitates for a second, he goes, "Where?" And then he's like, "In the cargo control." <laughs> <laughs> and they all get sucked out of the ship because you know they opened the cargo bay. Just more, more idiot Imperials just everywhere, and uh, <laughs> all of the troopers and the officer go flying out. And the pilot, being another idiot, nervously says, "Come in." <laughs> Do you copy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just really setting Bo-Katan up for some more badass moments here. And just she says, "I copy." And she's like, thanks for all this uh, nice little uh, packaging you did for this weaponry. Uh, just imagine what a whole division of us could do if we got our hands on it. And they're like, that's funny. You tried to jettison anything. And you guess what? We'll hunt you down and kill you. And she's like, oh, we won't be jettisoning anything. We shall take the whole ship. And I, <laughs> I was like, yo, they're really about it. And, uh, you know, she says, you know, put some tea on. We'll be up in a minute. And I like the idea that tea exists in the Star Wars universe. It's just like yo, <laughs> everywhere there is everywhere there is tea. <laughs> Man, Mando was like, "What? 
like, excuse me, yeah, like, then, you're joking, right? Said, Wait a fucking minute for, like, the fourth time in this episode. And <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yo, this is way more than I signed up for. She's like, there is something I need to rule Mandalore, something that was once mine. They know where it is, and soon so will I. And I was like, oh, oh the Darksaber. That's what yeah. she's talking about. And, uh, you know, she says that uh, they'll be taking the ship for the battles ahead. She tells him that if she if he wants her help finding the Jedi, he'll help her right now. He's pissed. He's like, yo, you are changing the terms of the deal. And she's like, this is the way. And I was like, man, that's kind of shitty. She said, <laughs> that's, that's what are you going to do about religion. it? <laughs> that's this guy's religion, and you just made a mockery of it. <laughs> that was stone cold, man. I, don't, I mean, like she, she went full Lando Calrissian. Well, not Lando Calrissian. Darth Vader to Lando Calrissian. Yeah. He's like, you're changing the deal. And he's like, and you got a problem with that. <laughs> he's like, no, that's cool, Vader. That's cool, man. You got it. You got it. That's cool. Uh, but uh, back in the bridge, the officer uh, places a call to Moff Gideon. He informs him that there was another pirate hijacking. They weren't able to eliminate the threat, and they need immediate backup. Moff asks if these are the same pirates, quote, who attacked our other vessels. Do you think it's like literally Bo-Katan, Casca, and Axe? Are we talking a wider spread Mandalorian existence that keep coming for the Imperials? Kind of like a, like a, a bunch of different platoons and stuff or... Yeah, like a little bit like a, the the early days of the rebellion, you know, like they've got little squadrons all over the place that kind of hit Imperials every now and then, you know. I don't know. Maybe. I kind of like to think. Sorry, I I kind of like to think that there's a. It this is like a very, you know, like last line kind of thing. Like they're the end. Like this is it. Yeah. So do like you think that. they're like taking that. the weapons to take them away from the Empire? They're obviously doing that. Mm-hmm. But do you think? They need all of them for how many troops they had? Because that was a lot. That of is a lot of weapons. And uh, what's interesting is that, like, she says they need them to retake Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Who's Mandalore being occupied by? The like, Empire. if she needs all, yeah. the, like, so maybe the Empire, that's the hub. So the Empire is oh, probably like no, some, that's imp- not, that's some Empire like holdouts. Yeah. yeah, that's a really fun idea, Joseph. That like the remains of the Empire are operating from Mandalore. That'd be kind of kick-ass. And a it's really the Death big, Star. It would be a really kick-ass way to tie together the story, you know? It's the Death Star, man. It, it, I kind of think... Crystal clear. I, I kind of think it's kind of like the... like. Uh, like the rebels, like TV show, where there are like there are a couple other like groups, mm-hmm. but there's like the one main group of like Bo-Katan and the other two that he's like, is it like well, other groups or is or or is it these assholes that keep coming after me? <laughs> All right, so I'm thinking it's Bo-Katan just continuously coming at Moff Gideon's crew, you know, and I think that her Cosca Reeves and Axe Woves are probably like the main three of like a. Maybe a little bit bigger of a group, not much bigger, but uh, and uh, I've I've heard that they are probably going to be called like the Night Owls because mm, of the way they're. Cool. Uh, I I'd like that. 
Oh yeah. Night Owl Mandalorian. So how long how long do you think that they've been doing this like raiding Imperial stuff? Because I mean, it can't be long because I yeah. feel like if it had been a little bit, Moff Gideon would have sent like a whole bunch of fucking people to get him and just cap him, you know what I mean? That so I feel true. like this has been pretty recent. Like they've probably just started getting active, so maybe they just got to Trask. Or maybe like recently kind of, you know? Like there's only been a well, handful I of attacks. Yeah, it's probably got to be relatively recently. And uh, Kyler, I think I can hear you moving. All right, there we're cool. Oh, wait. This is whenever your mic moves, it goes... Yeah, while you were talking, there was a little bit of a... thing happening in the background. But, uh, I mean, it'll be clearly... Like, I could clearly understand you. It wasn't getting in the way. It was just that, like... It was probably something we wanted to be made aware of pretty quickly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that, uh, it's, it's, they're probably relatively new to Trask, probably not been there long, but long enough to have been seen. And to, I mean, yeah, the, the quote saying, like, are these the same pirates that, you know, have been hit at? Yeah. yeah. It's definitely happened more than once. That's for sure. Certainly. Yeah, they probably just got to trash, but they've probably been doing it on other planets for a bit. Oh, definitely, definitely. And even if even if he did want to send someone after them, because there's only like the three of them together, like at this point, it'd be kind of hard to send people after them just because they can dip and go to different planets on command. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, after this, uh, Moff asks how far they've gotten, and the officer tells him that they've uh, taken everything but the bridge. They require immediate backup. Moff's like, we get to see how just how fucking cold Moff Gideon is here. He goes, <laughs> Moff says, if they've taken that much of the ship, I'm afraid that's no longer an option. The officer looks down, like kind of in realization, and Moff says, you know what to do. And the pilots look at each other just like in dismay, like, no fucking way, right? No, nah, he won't, he won't do it. And then uh, Moff says, long live the Empire. And the officer Damn. responds in kind. And shoots both the pilots in the back, takes control yeah. of the ship, and aims her for the ground. It was yeah. that was it's going down. And uh the Mandos are knocked off balance and they recognize the situation at hand. We're dipping, we're going down. This is gonna be a problem. We gotta get to the bridge, all right? And they encounter some more troopers with a couple heavy repeating blasters, and they're like, Yo, this is it. We are we cannot we will not make it in time. And Tim's like, Cover me. So this man is just going full prime Adrian Peterson, you know, bouncing off defenders and shit, just take eating these blaster bulls. It's it's it, it he's just being the fucking badass that he is, and he's just getting close enough so we can throw these thermal detonators in there, and he succeeds. They they blow up all the stormtroopers and uh they, they advance to the bridge. And when they get there, Dan removes the officer from the uh, you know, pilot seat. And he takes control of the ship. They're trying to pull the shit up. And Bo-Katan holds the officer at night point. He says, or she says, the Darksaber, does he have it? To which the officer responds, if you're asking, you already know. I was like, man, this guy's a dick. And yeah, I just, I fucking, oh, get to never my seen goddamn an nerves. officer with a tan either. I yeah, also feel where? like, no, I was going to say, I also feel like Din could have easily answered this question for him, for her. Yeah, well, he no, that's true. I don't think he saw her. I don't think he saw Moff Gideon with. Oh, with that's right. Yeah, I guess he never did. The viewer was the only the one. The only yeah, person actually, that I could really understand, I think, could really see it maybe would be Grief Carga if he stayed there. Yeah, if I, Moff I was, was kind of roaming around. 
I was thinking that Moffat pulled it out in front of him, and that's, yeah. So you're right. You're right. He couldn't have answered it. No, he doesn't know what that thing is yet. And I'm assuming Bo-Katan will teach him that too, that like whoever has the Darksaber rules Mandalore. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is just, this dude's about to go out. He knows he's dead. He might as well oh. go out, guys, a dick, you know. Bro, hold up. Duh, where they're operating out of is Mandalore. Whoever has the Darksaber is the ruler of Mandalore. I'm a well, genius. Moff Gideon, I'm a Moff genius. Gideon the Darksaber. I'm a genius. I don't know what I can say. I, just, I, just, I mean, yeah, I but think, it could I also be just Moff Gideon just wanting a cool lightsaber. Yeah, that too. It, it yeah. certainly could. But, like, I think it'd be an even bigger fuck you considering Moff Gideon personally oversaw, like, the purge and shit. Yeah. Oh, he'd, he'd be on Mandalorian. He'd have it. He said, oh, it turns out I have it, so you can do whatever I say now, and you can't do anything about it, or else yeah. I'll kill you. That guy's on some fuck shit, but uh, Din and Koska <laughs> saved the ship. Din and Koska saved the ship from crashing and get her all uh, balanced out, and Bo-Katan says that uh, she'll let this officer live if he takes her to Moff Gideon. And he says, you may let me live, but he won't. And then he takes the Star Wars equivalent of a cyanide capsule and zaps his brain into jelly. And I was just like, man, of course they've got a badass version of that in this too. Like, yeah, we've seen the cyanide capsule too, where they start like foaming at the mouth and shit. But so yeah, Avengers, you know, yeah. like in, in the Marvel universe, yeah, exactly. And uh, he'll, uh cue the noise. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Casca says that the, they have to go. That he managed to get off a distress signal, so Imperials will be pulling up pretty soon. And Din gets up to leave, and Bogotan asks once more if he'll join them, and he says that there's something else he needs to do, and uh, she tells him the offer always stands if he changes his mind. He's gonna take up. He's gonna take her up on that offer later this season. That's that's the prediction I have. Uh, I mean, just generally. And uh, he asks, "Where can I find the Jedi?" And she directs him directly to the city of Kaladin on the forest planet of Corvus. There, you will find Ahsoka Tano. Baba and bro. It's hilarious because every other time he's been sent somewhere, it's been like, you'll find a person there. You'll, I know yeah, someone very wears Mandalorian of armor and not on that planet in this city. Uh, no, here, go to this city, this planet, find this person and tell her, Bo-Katan sent you. You'll be cool. Like, <laughs> just send him right there. He's not going to have issues. <laughs> I mean, I understand why they did it though. Cause you gotta, you know, understand Bo-Katan. Everybody's going to know seeing her that we're probably a stone's throw away from Ahsoka, you know? So I feel like it made sense to just stay, say the name. There's no reason, no reason to tease it, you know? Well, also the thing is, is that not everyone watching the Mandalorian watched Clone Wars and Rebels. So to some people watching this and hearing, there you will find Ahsoka Tano. They were just sitting there being like, cool, the fuck we're going to go find someone named Ahsoka Tano. But like to us, we're like, fuck yeah, we're going to go see Ahsoka Tano. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they're going to cater to us more than, I mean, I like to believe they cater to us more. You know, they give like, us a little. Yeah, that too. But like, imagine if like you're a person who's never seen any other Star Wars besides the Mandalorian, which is there are people like that out there and they have like this big moment of music swelling. They'd never mentioned her before. And then Ahsoka Tano pops up on screen. They're like, who? <laughs> who the fuck is that and why did that moment just happen like i've never seen this person in my life <laughs> it's just like i i mean I, I get why they have to introduce the character and stuff and uh she uh bo-katan thanks uh dan one last time and they part part ways with a, this is the way 
And I was like, yeah, it is the way. And uh, he jumps off the ship and jet packs on back to the frog residence. And uh, Baby is playing with the new newborn baby frog person. And uh, when Din arrives back and he enters and thanks the frogs for watching him. And he picks up Baby and get, has another real dad moment. He goes, all right, come on, let go. It's time to go. And Baby <laughs> lets out a whine. He says, let's trying to eat, man. He goes, let's go. Come on, kid. <laughs> Din congratulates them on the birth and. On the way out, uh, baby lets out a few more cu- few more coups, and Din Din's like, "No, I have enough pets." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "It's comments like this that make me uh, that make me hesitant to think that Din's like really, really handling this properly." <laughs> you just you just told this kid he's a pet. <laughs> Damn. But they uh, they make their way back to a uh, brutally beaten crest, and Din is disappointed upon sight, obviously, and he says, "I gave you a thousand credits." That's the best you could do. Yeah. And he's like, here you go. Sign off on the payment. He's like, fuck it, fine. And uh, they board the ship, and the interior looks like that of a 90s seafood restaurant. And he, uh, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> he sets Baby down and heads to the pilot's seat, and he, he grunts. He's like, fucking Mon Calamari. Unbelievable. And he, <laughs> he preps the ship for takeoff, and another weird squid thing, like the third weird squid thing in this this episode. And I have to think, they're all the same species. Like, is that like like different stages of mama core. <laughs> it, it slowly makes its way to eat baby's face. And uh, the whole time I was just going, turn around, Din, turn around. Fucking, okay, all right, that's close enough. Come on, come on. I know you're going to get this fucking thing. Go ahead and turn around. And it just kept getting closer and closer to this fucking guy's face. And then Mando grabs that thing without looking. And I was like, there you go. Fuck yeah. And uh, baby gives him a good old, good old chuckle here, which was just adorable. And he tells him, I finally know where I'm taking you, but it's going to be a bumpy ride. And he looks back to Baby, who is slurping down the squid thing. And uh, then we watch the crest launch into hyperdrive, leaving behind just a little bit of the ship. Yeah. Not going to lie, I was kind of hoping that uh, that Din wouldn't stop the squid, and that Baby Yoda would just, like, it would fall, and Baby Yoda would just open his mouth and just catch it in his <laughs> mouth and just... <laughs> well, I know, this is one of some weird tentacle fetish i think they they spent too much time on a little yeah, <laughs> you know so, i don't know i didn't did i didn't like that man it's a little uncomfortable i'll tell you but my prediction here he says i finally know where i'm taking you right and obviously we're all of the thought that he's not going to be able to leave this child with ahsoka right oh no yeah i don't see him leaving. not a chance and do you think that's because I mean, like, obviously it's going to be like a personal thing. He doesn't want to do it. But it, do you think there's any chance that Ahsoka's like, how dare you come here and try to put a baby on me? <laughs> like, like I was just living here, bro. And now you're showing up like, here's a child. Raise I, it. Deuces. I think it'd be really cool if, like, them two were a love thing. Mando and Ahsoka. They got I mean, together, that would be they cool, but the like, kid. I definitely I don't think it's going to be a Jedi. I don't think Mando it's going to be a Jedi. Mando has the Dark Favor. Oh! She can go against her little lightsaber to baby Yoda. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. It works god. So good. You have to slow down. That's wait, weird. wait, 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 wait. Did she give up her lightsabers at the end? Like, she didn't take it. She her. dropped those things at the graveside of the Damn, Assassin's it would have been a perfect opportunity. Uh, but. Wait, but doesn't she stop. She still has the white ones, doesn't she? She has white ones now, yeah, but she doesn't have like a little one anymore, like the way she did with a. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. The they are both normal sized. Yeah, Damn but uh, <laughs> I think that uh, he will leave her with uh, will leave the baby with Ahsoka 
temporarily. I think he goes, drops drops the baby off with Ahsoka for a little bit, gets things a little more straightened out maybe, and then he goes and he takes Bo-Katan up on her offer. And while 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 the baby's with a with Ahsoka, yeah. he goes, takes out Moff Gideon. Maybe he learns something crucial regarding the baby, and that's what sends him back. But uh, mm. I do think we get the child and Din separated for a little bit, and I think we get Ahsoka for a couple episodes. Uh, mm. I do, oh I, man, there is going to be a separation because I I can already see the shot. Of him opening up his bed and then seeing Baby Yoda's bed and him just being like, oh, "Nah." Yeah. See, I oh. think it's gonna go. He tries to like he leaves and immediate like is gone for like ten minutes of an episode and then immediately just regrets it. Goes back and then has to, like att- convinces Ahsoka to like go with him with the child and go help out Bo-Katan and. So that she can like keep watch over the child while he's still with the child and protecting it and also helping Bo-Katan. That would also activate Ahsoka into action, which yeah, would, which I'm not anticipating seeing in live action. Like I, I don't anticipate seeing her spring to action, but I really, really like your idea. Here. Yes, but I want to see it come. Oh, no doubt yeah. I want to see it. I just don't think yeah. it's going to happen. No, yeah. I would agree. I don't think it will, but I want to see uh, – I want to see Ahsoka – Fighting. Spinning around and killing a bunch of yeah, clones. I think we're going to get a really <laughs> clones, sad but... montage of Mando, like remembering little things about Baby and then just being like, "No, I have to go back," or like you know something like that, like a breakup <laughs> scene, I guess you know. And then yeah, I, uh... I I hope during that montage there's just a a tiny clip of Yoda of Baby Yoda slurping up one of the eggs. Uh... I, I, do you think we get like a paralleled scene to, scene to like uh, what happened in chapter three, where he gave the baby up and then, you know, immediately like, nope, regrets it. Fuck it. Yeah, powered up the ship and then powered it back down. Something like that, or I don't know. I just I'm interested in what they do because mm-hmm. no matter what, it doesn't end with Din and baby separated. Oh yeah, no. There's no way that's how this goes. It's just no, they've been they've been two big parts of the story and they've been together like that's yeah. how it's gonna go and i that's why i think if they do get separated it's for a little bit yeah. and then they'll be right back because if they if they long term get separated what season three just din just going around on his own like no one wants to watch that so i'm really just kind of worried about ahsoka like only being very temporarily and minorly involved in the story or even in the show in you know the future i guess i'm just really like i want so much of her in the show so bad i i I would love it but i mean i think what we're doing here is setting up an ahsoka series oh yeah okay well i don't know i don't i don't think so but i think it's gonna be like a flash and arrow sort of situation do you like think they'll do that off. after doing Kenobi? Yeah, yeah, that's do what you I mean. think they'll do another one? Oh, wait, no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I'm kind of... I don't know. I think Ahsoka will be a major part of the story and will be in a lot of the episodes. Oh, okay. If, if I had to guess. I think she's going to be a very big role coming from the person who worked on... Or one of the producers that worked on, you know, her character and fucking perfected yeah, her and had every fan yeah. love her. Yeah. I think... I don't know. I think he he just couldn't let her go and just only be in like one episode sort of thing. I think she. I think there's a way higher chance that she stays a long time. 
Okay. I dig that. I did. And I, I would, I highly invite that. Don't get me wrong. I would love if Ahsoka was highly involved in this series. So I just don't, I don't foresee a situation where she's involved for more than two episodes. You think that there's, they're going to make a, a spinoff series for her? Yeah. Didn't they already announced it. Uh, not, uh, not formally, but there is a, uh, idea for a rebel sequel, you know, and mm. at the end of rebels, Ahsoka and Sabine Wren take off together. They, there, so there is also the distinct possibility that on Caladon in the city of Corvus, we come across Sabine Wren as well. Uh, but I'm guessing that since Bo-Katan had the ability to pin down Ahsoka, that she's probably sent Sabine Wren off on her own for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just my guess. I, maybe I don't we really... could, I was going to say, maybe we could get yeah. like a dual training montage with Ahsoka training Baby Yoda and Sabine, uh, <laughs> getting the extremism out of, uh, Den. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Him. Do you think the timeline matches up? Like that episode is coming out probably. You know, this Friday. Like when we see Ahsoka, we're probably going to see her next episode. Potentially, like, my and, my guess was that because uh, I know that Carl Weathers is is directing this next episode. So mm-hmm. my guess was that we get a one off, and he has to die. He has to die. He's going to die. But like, uh, what I'm saying is, do you think they announce? a Ahsoka or the Rebels 2 like soon because that would be the perfect time to do it. Now, I don't think they would announce it right now. I don't know. I just don't think I, – I think their their focus is largely on this and maybe George Lucas wanting to recreate the sequels. I don't know if that's just a rumor if he's actually doing that. That's a, that's a rumor. There's no way George Lucas actually – Damn it! Just because, just because George Lucas is out like that man's – he had, he had ideas for the sequel trilogy that were published and released. But there, it wasn't like a, it was just mm. that was the deal before Disney, Disney barged in. Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really think that they wouldn't announce an uh, Ahsoka, you know, spinoff or the Rebels two right now. I just don't think it's right. I don't know. I don't know why. That's just what my gut feeling that, is. I'm guessing that with, I mean, uh, I've I've heard that the Boba Fett spinoff is definitely happening. Okay. Like zero, zero doubt Boba Fett will have a series on Disney Plus. Well, didn't they show like the timeline sort of thing? Like this is when you'll get this series, blah blah blah. But then they, they kind had of had that idea for mark somewhere. They had that idea oh. for movies, and they involved Kenobi, the series, in that, and a couple seasons of The Mandalorian. But the thing is, is that they're 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 getting away from the movie side of things because of the way movies are going right now. So they're focusing on the series. So it wouldn't surprise me if originally their plan was to only roll out Kenobi after the Mandalorian and then, and then develop another Star Wars show. But my guess is that they're going to, they're going to take advantage of, you know, the streaming craze for Star Wars fans. And that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. So I, my guess is that they probably will announce an Ahsoka series pretty quick. Uh, just because like I even remember with the Bad Batch, there was a relatively quick announcement after they after they made their premiere earlier this year. Hmm. Yeah, that is in- interesting. I guess I I just re- I mean they can definitely handle more than one series at a time. Disney has so many people at their disposal. See, and that's the thing though that I'm worried about mm-hmm. a little bit is that like if we do get a Rebels sequel or a Ahsoka focused series, I think there's zero chance Dave Filoni doesn't follow that project. 
Oh yeah. I, I don't think he could do both at the same time. I think that would be, he'd be in two different mindsets and I don't know. I think he would split his, like how good he is. I, I, um, I mean, I, I, I don't think he's trusting anyone else to, I don't think he's trusting anyone else to mess with his characters. Like, I just think and, those are his. He's going to Favreau has written most of the Mandalorian. Yeah, like, I mean, they have Filoni a kick-ass a, producer team. He could definitely leave, and them still do perfectly fine. Yeah, Dave Filoni is more effective with the uh, the maintaining of the mythology and making sure everything makes sense to Star Wars uh, when it comes to John Favreau's writing and stuff. But I think if there was if there was an Ahsoka series or a Rebel sequel, Dave Filoni would go to that, and he would write that. Oh yeah, and direct and produce and stuff like that. Uh, just because of the connection to Ahsoka, like it's just. That's his character, man. He's going to follow that character. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait for next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Man. Grief Karga, RIP. Just I can't. in advance. I don't know it, but it's okay. is going to die, and we're going to see Ahsoka. That, that's it? I don't that's think we get episode. both. I think you get me. I think you get him dying, and that's it. I don't think. Well, actually, what if Ahsoka kills Grief Karga? I'm about it. You get a lot of possibilities to go off if you're the director. Yeah. We're Holy. actually going to get neither in the next episode. The next episode is entirely just going to be them traveling to the planet. Well, I here's my thought. It's just going to be clips of Baby Yoda traveling to the planet. That's it. My thought is that because the Razor Crest is so beaten to shit, is that they're going to crash land somewhere before they get to to Corvus. So I think that I don't know. Can... That's kind of like oh, they already crash landed. Oh, they're just gonna do it again. I don't know. Have you seen that fucking ship, <laughs> yeah. dude? I know, but like, I know, but I mean, like on a deserted planet, you think? No, I think they 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 managed to make it somewhere they can get fixed. Uh, but I think they spend the rest of that episode there. So not you don't think they're getting to Ahsoka? Um, no, I think Ahsoka comes in chapter. 13 when Dave Filoni directs, but God, that's so annoying. <laughs> I, I agree. I, but I think that maybe somewhere in the You're middle, right. somewhere in the middle of Trask and uh, Corvus is going to fall Navarro. And I think that's where he's going to land. That's where he's going to, going to get his fix ship, uh, his ship fixed up. And that's where he's going to run into grief, Karga and Cara Dune again and reintroducing them into the story. Damn it, dude, you're so right. Filoni's going to, 100% direct that episode, and like, this week's episode will definitely end with him coming up on the planet, or then leaving for the planet. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Damn it! I know, but, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You're right, maybe- I will be way more happy if Ahsoka's in the episode now, than if I didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, Thank not you. expecting it now. Thank yeah. you. So no I won't problem. be disappointed either way. You won't way. be disappointed when she doesn't show up, you know? But, uh, yeah, I really just don't foresee... Ahsoka popping up in this episode, and if she does, I think it's going to be like the Force Awakens ending with Luke Skywalker and Rey coming face to face, Din walking up, seeing Ahsoka, and she's he's going to hold out Baby Yoda, and she's going to grab Baby Yoda and throw him over her shoulder. I nope. Just like Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber. I I don't think she'll throw a baby. <laughs> I don't but, think uh... so either. I think Ahsoka's got more sense than that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. I just don't think that'll happen. I I, I think it's, he's gonna he's gonna try to hand her the challenge. He's gonna like, like <laughs> no, ooh, you want me to hold that thing? No thanks, dude. She might say like, "Is this a snack? Is this dinner?" <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. But uh, 
This has been the Penny Bloom Podcast, and this is the Mandalorian Rewatch. As always, I was joined by Joseph George. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Thank you, Miles Buttress. Anytime. You know what? We might even do this next week, speaking <laughs> of any time. Uh, and uh, Kyler, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So next week, we will be back with The Mandalorian Chapter 12, an episode directed by Carl Weathers, which I'm very excited about. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves.